Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, what's up, guys? It's episode 32 of Geekscape. I'm here with Ian, who I started this whole thing off with. It's true. We're here. At ep- Did you think on episode one that we'd be here, same couch, same everything, episode 32? I didn't think I'd be here. Oh, man. You are, uh, I think you're like one of my, you're my favorite guest. Because you're knowledgeable. Okay, okay. I you thought know? it was because you didn't have taste. No. Uh, Gilmore and, uh, and and Dunn did a, did a lot of... Uh, uh, the last episode, and I couldn't deal with the complaint, so I said, "You know what? Let's bring back, let's bring back somebody who actually has something to say." I love you guys. Nice, Just kidding. very nice. Um, so, over the next hour, we're going to be talking movies, video games, and comics. This is Geekscape reviews, interviews, news, all this. Um, we're getting ready for Comic Con, which is in a couple days. Con. <laughs> That's really funny. Um. Wow. Anybody who doesn't get that, turn this off right now. Um, so Comic-Con's coming up. We actually have a really awesome uh, show. I don't know if we can cram it all into one show. So you guys are going to be seeing our Comic-Con stuff over the next couple episodes because we're going to be there the full days. We're doing tons of, uh, tons of stuff, interviewing tons of people. Are you excited for it? For what reasons? Comic-Con. I know. I mean, it's everything. What are the things you've got to do when you're well, there? Well, dude, first thing you got to realize, all right, I've been going in only like 10 years, which, I mean, it's a lot for some people. You know, I know people have been going a lot longer than that, but I actually watched it become this huge multimedia thing. You know, I was down there when, after Buffy season two, Joss Whedon um, came down with the entire cast except Sarah Michelle Gellar, and that was the first time that people that were coming, came down to that con, that weren't coming for the rest of the convention, they were coming from one of the panels. Ever since that, Hollywood kind of took notice that that would go on. They realized the marketing power of that. And they've had all kinds of celebrities come down. All the studios do big movie presentations. Um, for television, they'll throw in there like hot pilots, you know, the shows that are about to be on right. for the fall. What I was mean, that first it's con? Just exciting. What was that first con like for you? 
Oh, the first con was just, well, it was before that, so it was just seeing, just, I mean, it, it's a huge floor. I've been going to comic conventions since I was really young. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just massive. But then what you end up getting is you see, like, all kinds of television and film stars all over the place. But your first, but that there. first con, like, how different was it? it it's, it's just so big. And it's, it's just grown exponentially since then. Because I just remember my dad taking me to the... Uh... You mean like the first con I ever back went in, to? Back in Austin, I remember him taking me like like a room in like a ho- in like one of the hotels. Uh, he said, "Don't tell anybody about this." Mm. No, um, <laughs> I remember him telling, taking me to like a banquet hall in one of the hotels, and it was right. it was just kind of like the local Central Texas comic book stores selling a bunch of well, comic y- books. Yeah, yeah. When I when I was first going, my first comic convention was in New York, and it was in a, you know a, a floor in a hotel. And uh, and it was yeah it was just a bunch of different dealers set up selling comics, not that different than like what the Shrine does right. in Los Angeles here. That's coming know. up. Yeah, well, but I mean the Shrine is you know I mean it, it's pretty often. I mean you know ever since the internet's come along that used to be a big deal like where do you go to get comics you can't find but since the internet and eBay it's not so hard anymore and for that reason Comic Con has underplayed that a bit. Right. You know there's less and less dealers there as far as selling. They're kind of pushed. To one end of the floor Yeah They're at one end But you know What you do have down there Is you have all the, the artists You know mm-hmm. Which is which is a huge thing For some people Getting autographs and all that Getting sketches done Which is really cool um, I think that there's going to be Since E3 changed this year It wasn't You know Big as it was in the okay. past I think there's going to be A much bigger a Gaming presence On the floor I can see that I, I, That's what I've heard Now so. um, What I like is the freaks Well yeah I mean <laughs> First of all You got I mean You got the Klingons I, yeah, love I, mean, the, yeah. I love everybody. The it's the place you know people feel go for? that want to dress up. I feel for the kids. You have the Klingons, and then you have the, the, the their kids dress as Klingons. Well, you know, that, I mean that, that that's cool. That's like the whole thing. It's cool to some until the the, the photos can't well, come uh, out. Well, listen. I mean, are you saying you, you're worried these kids are being uh, becoming socially retarded? Yes. Well, I mean, we come from our parents. What if the kid wants to be a Star Wars fan? Let me tell you, when I, when I was a little kid, I was maybe six or seven or eight. My mom is... Uh, I think everyone's missing uh, Laura's comments about Galactica off screen. What'd you say? I said it's just like that one episode of Galactica season three where you yeah. have to become a minor. Right, right. So, so we've got this... Um, when I was a kid, I had to become a Mexican... So 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 just like these kids it's had to be, become clean. Just like that. Your so parents I have a, your I have my Mexi mullet, and and that's the way it works. There you, know? you go. Go eat a uh, go eat a taco, Johnny, and um, enough TV. But I want to watch Chapeline. Um So we have some review, some movie reviews. Laura and I went to see some films. Laura, Thursday night, she says we have to watch Black Sheep. We have to go see Black Sheep. You wouldn't let me not see Black Sheep because. I had heard some mixed reviews about it. Black Sheep is the movie about. Uh, have you heard about this movie? No. Uh, no. <laughs> I started hearing about Black Sheep about a year and a half ago. It's a New Zealand film that played festivals about a guy who goes back to his childhood farm. He's deathly afraid of sheep because his brother killed his pet sheep and then scared him. So now he owns part of the farm, but he's going back to sell it to his brother. His brother has turned into like mad scientist. A mad scientist. Oh, just a just a greedy corporate guy who started to push the. He's immoral, and the way that he farms his sheep has to do with you know, g- like like gene splicing and and, okay. and all this stuff. So is it but good? Laura, come here, sit down next to me. So when he gets there, 
he gets there on the same day that some eco you know terrorist guys who who want to free the free the sheep and this and that they get into the the lab and they end up stealing a jar with a, like a sheep fetus in it and they break it and the sheep fetus isn't dead not only that if it bites you, it turns you into a zombie. So that sheep fetus oh. starts turning the other sheep into zombies. They don't turn into zombies. It's what do they turn into, sweetie? Now, this was really funny. Wear sheep. They turn into a wear sheep. Now, this is a New Zealand film. It turns into a wear sheep. And it's a really good looking wear sheep. Like, you know, well, not good looking like you're sexually attracted no, to it. No, good looking like. Come that. on, you're from Southern Like, it looks that's badass. That's what a wear sheep would look like. Like, it's a bat. Weta does so you, the, the special effects. Weta did all these effects. So you, oh, have, okay. you have these moments where somebody looks up at their hand and it's turned into like a oh. huff. <laughs> Very cool. And, it, and it's hilarious. Maybe I did something about it. You know, because Weta's doing 30 Days a Night right now. Right. So if you're. If you're looking for a movie that reminds you kind of like Bad Taste or Dead Alive, those Peter Jackson type fun films, Black Sheep is definitely that kind of movie. We went to like a midnight showing at like a dollar theater, 10 p.m. at the dollar theater, and it was ratty. It was the perfect place for that. Yeah, there were maybe 20 people in the theater at all, and we were all laughing appropriately when the little puppet rabbit fetus comes up up over the shoulder and starts biting the guy. I wanted to bring you on the the show to say how much you wanted to see this movie, because I could have waited for Netflix, but you definitely wanted to see it. No, yeah, I definitely wanted to see it. John showed me the trailer, and I was like, that's brilliant. Because there's nothing scary about sheep. Nothing. Nothing. Is Is there now? There is now. With our square teeth, nothing scary about that. But these things were like bloodthirsty. We had this one scene where everyone's like sitting outdoors for a presentation, and over this beautiful green New Zealand hill, you just see the stampede of white sheep <laughs> And then it's a bloodletting, and they kill everyone. They're just fouling people. There are people. There are people trying to hold awesome. in their entrails. Oh, it's beautiful. It's hilarious. <laughs> And then the people who get bit then wake up and they've turned into wear sheep. Their their feet are hooves and it's kind of like birds in that moment where they're trying to get out of the house but it's surrounded by sheep and they're like. Yeah, there's definitely that moment where somebody looks up and a sheep is just looking at them, yeah. and they and they play that joke yeah. a few times and it's funny every time. Such a good loved it. I'm gonna buy it. Loved it. I, I might buy it for you. Well, there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, baby. Um, we also went to see the new Danny Boyle movie, yes. Sunshine. Now we went to this. Oh, I want to see sunshine. What? I have to tell you a brief story before we talk about how much we like sunshine. Today I was at work and I was telling people what I did on the weekend, which is what people do on Mondays. What did you do this weekend? So I read Harry Potter. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to that. Are you excited? For what? Harry, Harry Potter? Potter. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> Rufus is just I, staring. Dogs Rufus is staring at us like like an audience member. Like He's just sheep. sitting there like staring a at us. Sheep. Uh, are you entertained, uh, Rufus? So I tell I tell this girl about Sunshine, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, you know, it's this, this great movie, and you know, the sun's dying, and so you know, these scientists go into space, and they're going to set off a stellar bomb, reignite the sun because the planet's you know frozen." And I'm telling her a little bit more, and she goes, "And this is a true story." <laughs> Fuck what? I was just like, um, uh, no, because it's because the sun's dying and they're sending people to it. You mean it's not true? I go. You remember Armageddon? She's like, yeah. I'm like, like that was the best documentary I've ever seen. Um, that's all. That's 
Those are the people I work so, with. So that didn't ha- Wait a second. So does that mean Transformers didn't happen? No, trans- Transformers... Based oh, on a sorry. true story? The 80s cartoon did happen. I thought all Michael Bay films were true. Yeah. Um, oh. Only Pearl Harbor. And The Rock. Uh, and Bad Boys. Uh, Don't fuck with black people, okay. friends. Bad Boys 2? Bad Boys 2, it's true. Come on, you could, you can you get could on a dime yeah, yeah. invade Cuba. Yeah. You know, within hours and just yeah. you know, in and out, no problem. Drive to Guantanamo through people's houses. Right. They're just shanties. Um, so anyway, the, um, this is a movie where, like you said, there's an international group of scientists put on a, basically on a bomb slash spaceship with these shields facing the sun. And they're sent to the sun because a portion of the sun has started to, has gone out. They need to reignite that portion because Earth is freezing. And... The cast is Cillian Murphy. Yeah, Killian. Killian. Uh, yeah, that's Killian. Uh, guy, right? No, that's the guy from Scarecrow. That's the, yeah. yeah okay. Red Eye. Did you see Red Eye? <laughs> okay. So. The day I can take a high heel and ram it into somebody's thigh is well, you, so cool. You know so, how you do it. Practice. Yeah. Oh. Don't look at me. Um, so, so we've also got Johnny Storm. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Um, who you don't you don't like, but I've always liked him since not another teen movie. I think he's a really good actor. You like the smart, what? You like the smart? Yeah, I, I I actually think he's a good actor, and I think he's perfect for Johnny Storm. I don't yeah, think he, I, the, I, I think the problems with those movies are something else. But this movie, well, they're on this ship. It's an international cast. Michelle uh, Yeoh is in it. Oh, I love her. And um, right. so, of course, because they're in space. They're trying to save humanity. There are problems that are going to happen in this. Uh, they're actually the second mission sent to reignite the sun. And they, early on in the movie, start to hear a distress call from the other one that's been sitting there for six, seven years. And they have to decide whether or not to deliver the payload to the sun. or save to humanity. And save humanity or intercept this other uh, ship. I kind of want to see it. So you got to. Don't want you to yeah. Film. Okay. Yeah. So so so, so that's early in the movie, and really, I don't want to ruin this movie for you because I'm telling you right now, it's probably the best movie I've seen this summer. Really? All right. It, it, it's Danny Boyle. It's visu- a- a- it's a- visually incredible. Yeah, I really want to see it. It's visually incredible, but not only that, the writing is is amazing because the things that they set up early, just in the things that they have to accomplish in the movie. They have to, you know, they have this problem. This is the way to accomplish it. In these bits of story, you're getting, you don't know it yet, but you're getting set up for much larger problems later. Um, I wish I could tell you more, but there's a lot of science in the movie that is told you in a very layman's way. So it's well done. So it's it's not too much. It's accessible. It's a smart man's Armageddon. Okay. You know. Well, that's easy. Yeah. yeah, it's a smart man's Armageddon, which is probably the easiest sell on it, but... Because Jonathan has said, quite plainly, like Armageddon, um, if you're going to have a meteor, like Armageddon, if a meteor is coming towards Earth, what would what's the best choice? Do you get a bunch of oil rig drillers and teach them how to be astronauts, hmm. or do you get astronauts and teach them how to drill a hole? Yeah, in this one, in this one, they get a bunch of scientists and they teach them how to. I guess shoot the bomb. I guess it's a question of whether which skill is harder to learn. I mean, yeah, drilling a hole would probably be a lot harder than becoming a a scientist. But you know what? Michael Bay did not oversee that fact. He wanted to stack the decks. He gave them a Gatling gun. Remember the end of Armageddon, where there's supposedly a Gatling gun on the 
you know, for for no reason. Well, sure. You Why know not? what? I love Armageddon. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It is. But this is a fun movie. Dude, the action in this movie is intense. The the really really gripping uh, stressful moments in this movie are great. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this movie. I step out of the theater, and this is how you know that I'm the geek king. Ooh, I step out of the more. theater. I turn to Laura and I say, "You know what? This is how Fantastic Four should have been handled." Yeah. And it would have been just as commercially successful, but it would have been critically successful. It. it Involves all these space moments It involves big ideas The kind that Reed Richards would love to, to handle But it's made in a very accessible matter uh, It's told in a very accessible uh, manner And uh, it's gripping You're not lost So before we got into the movies into Before we got into the movies We went to this uh, we new frou-frou theater yeah, we went to the new Landmark And Landmarks for me need to be landmarks They need to be like old kind of beat up standalones That's what makes them nice to go Like see old opera houses and stuff, it. right? It's a new one in the West Side Pavilion, and it's big, like, arc light, and it's just glamorous. Right. So we're getting in line for concessions, and... Everything has been frustrating to this point. Getting the tickets, getting there. Everything parking. everything tells you don't go to this theater. But we do it anyway, and we sit in the fourth row. We don't care. So I'm walking to the concession line. Helen Hunt walks in front of me. I know we have a young audience, but she was an actress. <laughs> <laughs> Some people think she still is. So yeah. I, exactly. So Helen Hunt walks Some people think she never was. Aww. I, I, I'm not the person. Yeah. As good as it gets. Yeah. yeah. So there she goes. She walks in front of me, and I'm like, kooky. I love L.A. There's Helen Hunt. And as I follow her, she goes to hug someone. Oh, my God. Paul Reiser. They <laughs> hug. So all of a sudden, it's like this impromptu mad about you reunion. reunion yeah. They clearly didn't know each other. They're with their spouses. They don't know they were going to be there. They hug. They whatever. She goes into whatever film she's seeing. Paul Reiser and his wife are in the line next to us, but they're ahead of us. So we get in our line. Takes forever. It gets worse. I mean, the experience was really bad. We get to the front of the line. There's only one dude, one register. He walks away. He comes back. He goes, has somebody helped you? It's like, motherfucker, that's your job. You're the only person who could. (laughs) Who would have done that? I go, who the hell are you talking about? So anyways, that was a nightmare. Was there someone else who might have? No, yeah. absolutely, yeah. No. So 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 he says, he says, he says it's going to take a minute and a half for your two hot dogs. And I say, fine. You know, uh, he walks away. This girl walks up. He's obviously never going to help us again. This girl walks up and says, just looks at me. So I, I say, listen, can you check on two hot dogs for me? She goes. She goes. <laughs> and walks away. Totally <laughs> finally, I see someone. Brain. I finally, I, I, finally, I see someone walking past with two hot dogs in their hand. I rip them out of their hands. I go, "Thank you, goodbye," and just walk into the movie. But what's funny is while we were waiting for those hot dogs, which weren't going to come anytime soon, Paul Reiser is because his line was yeah, he had run. to get behind us, and we hear. The, I mean, the, it's crazy town in this yeah. theater. The employees are crazy. The people going yeah, to the movies are crazy. Right. Somebody starts making this. Crazy laugh And I go What the fuck Is that human And Paul Reiser Starts laughing his ass off Yep Jonathan made Paul Reiser So Paul I made you laugh once You've made me laugh never Be nice Oh He had a solid stand up act I know know. I'm I'm kidding I'm kidding He's great in Aliens I'm kidding I'm kidding Paul Reiser Excellent Dude Aliens Great Excellent My two dads Come on so he loved yeah. us And he loved Jonathan And he was laughing And sharing our misery I'm kidding Paul Paul I'm kidding I loved my Don't turn this off Mad about you was great don't turn this off Don't turn this off I love Mad about you Not my kind of show But Paul well, I was just kidding It, it was, was an funny. easy one I went for it I'm sorry Funny show Can I go now? 
Oh yeah, get out of here, Beatty. So the moral of the story: Sunshine was good. Sunshine wasn't just good. Sunshine was incredible, and I would love to get further into it, but it really would ruin the the movie. Um, visually stunning. The performances are incredible. The writing is spectacular. Um, Jonathan Marr did not have a good yeah, movie. The directing, about, yeah, directing. Uh, it's so good that that abysmal movie-going experience was uh, was was fantastic because of the movie. I uh, want to pause real fast tell you guys all about our sponsor, NetRiver. NetRiver.net, they've done some uh, shakeups. They're changing their business plan. If you go to the site, uh, it won't be too obvious that they have the best deals on the web for uh, hosting. But if you email their sales um, department, they will hook you up with some really cheap web hosting. I have an $8.95 a month plan, which is how I run all of Geekscape. They power Geekscape completely, and of course, Jonathan's not just being a whore. He really, no, this. dude. I, I I have three uh, I have three accounts in that river, um, so at those prices you can. But if you put in our promotional code, which is Gilmore, you get ten percent off, and it makes things even cheaper. So they're developing a new site. Is there a joke somewhere just about for, Gilmore being for hosting? Small? Gilmore's minuscule, um, especially uh, mentally. Uh, so definitely visit netriver.net Email their sales department If you want to get hooked up With a really kick-ass hosting plan And notice We haven't had technical difficulties Since we've been on them uh, The old website Remember when you would send your friends To check out the yeah, show And there was, there was technical difficulties Left yeah. and right Shit wasn't working Yeah Not anymore um, Movie news have you heard about this Escape from Witch Mountain remake that they're Yeah making? I heard that today Yeah, Gun Films is making it It's got a director He's uh, Andy Andy that. Fickman, and he's the badass who, remember a couple episodes ago when the guys in Cruiserweight were telling you about She's the Man and what an amazing film that was with Amanda Bynes? Same director as She's the Man. He's doing Escape from Witch Mountain, which is a little bit ahead of my time by a couple years. Like older than you are, yeah. Just a little bit. Did you watch that yeah, as a kid? Yeah, w- Was it fun? Yeah, it was cool with Disney. It's, it's been, two been kids with psych power, with yeah, like like psych psych power. powers I mean, who are kidnapped it, and taken to Witch Mountain. Yeah, it, it probably does make for a good remake because it's dated, but right. the ideas sound and you know, kind of thing that people are into now. In, so. in college, I interviewed Robert Rodriguez, and he told me that that was his main influence for doing the Spy Kids films. Yeah, I can see you can that. see that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he he just loved that movie. How are we doing on time, VJ? Forty left. Kick ass. Um, did you hear about the Punisher finally getting cast? I did hear that, and I loved Rome, so I'm kind of now. This is, I never saw Rome, but this guy um, uh, Ray Stevenson. Yeah, he's the guy who played Lucius Pullo on Rome. Does he look like Frank Castle? I mean, I guess it depends who's drawing it. You know, on Rome, he has a you know like a kind of crew cut. You know, supposed right. to be Roman, but he's a big guy. You know, he's like, and in Rome, there's a lot of just brutal, bloody killing. I mean, he just. And you believe that he just kills people with his bare hands So knives, maybe he's the right whatever. guy for this Yeah, I mean, he's English So I don't know how, if he can pull off an, an accent that isn't English But I always you, that Jason... you just believe that he's just this big guy That just will just right. destroy people I always you thought see that Jason, Rome. Jason awesome. Stratham would be a kick-ass uh, uh, listen, If you know, he could lose the accent you know? Yeah, I mean, I, Jason's great I mean, you've seen Jason do some tough stuff So, you know, I mean... I think this casting would be better than Jason actually for that role. Um, but. And now Lexi Alexander. What's that? Is that a redo? Of that one? Um, I don't no, know. If it's, they, a redo. it's not a redo. It's a sequel. They, it's a sequel, but they've just they're recasting. And Lexi Alexander is the new director. Uh, she did a movie called Hooligans, which was like Elijah Wood going to Britain, and he starts yeah. running with like a rough crowd. Of I haven't seen that. I heard it's really good. Soccer though. players. I haven't seen it either, but I heard it was really good. It was really well reviewed. That last Punisher. 
killed me. I thought it was... Yeah. Well, the the stuff that's taken out of the Anna's first book. miniseries that Ennis yeah. did, that stuff's great. And the other stuff, you know, not so much. Which is in the majority. I, 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 I made a statement Rufus. early on about... Rufus, you know, Rufus didn't like the first Punisher no, movie. Yeah, look, I mean, it said it in Tampa. You know, it was a production concern. It was about money, but... It was about keeping Travolta happy. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't yeah, have been in the movie yeah, at all. Yeah, and, and you, know, you don't set it in Tampa. I mean... Punisher's in New York, dude. Yeah, New York. So, I don't know. You know what? I'm withholding judgment on it, but... I would I love say, to see them do what I think they're doing with The Incredible Hulk. You heard the news Just today about New York? Tell me. Tell me now. Oh, the news today is that it all takes place in New York, and it's basically the Hulk and the Abomination just... Killing each other in New York. Oh, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky. I think that's so. I, I was mean, just telling you before the show how much I love what Marvel's doing with their movie franchises, yeah. and if they if they can just continue to make them and let some of these contracts with other studios expire because they're doing them yeah. right. No, Hulk's gonna be great. Uh, you saw the new Iron Man image. Amazing. Today. Iron Man's gonna be awesome. Big, big Iron Man panel at uh, Comic-Con Hulk as well, but actually Iron Man is going to be footage because they're a lot further along. I'm really excited for Iron Man. Um, so, uh, Watchmen casting, you've been watching that? Yep. Uh, they, they have a new one. This guy, uh, Matthew Good. Yep. Is Ozymandias. Did you see Matchpoint? That's the only thing I know him in. I love Matchpoint. Uh, he was the bro- he was Scarlett Johansson's brother yeah. in Matchpoint. Matchpoint is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie, the, the fact that Woody Allen didn't get... Oscar for directing that um, movie. I was with it about two thirds of the way through, and I started to not be that into it after a while. See, I came out of that movie just like hours later. I still felt it, right? And, and it's all the directing. No, no, no trust it, me that that was phenomenal. that was an injection of talent that he really needed. You well, know, or it, just it was a demonstration. Of talent. Yeah, he he needed to, he needed that. He kind needed of to break out of his own thing. life in making a film, or, or his know. own head about you know what his life might be. I mean. That movie, that script is so outside of what we all perceive as Woody Allen's life. Right. You know, there isn't a Woody Allen character in the movie. Right. Which is fantastic. Oh, uh, that'd be really funny if he cast himself. You know, in Matthew Good, uh, Billy Crudup is Billy Crudup. He's a Doc good actor. I, you know, uh, do you, I don't you know have that. this girl, this uh, Malin Ackerman as Laurie? No, yeah, she's hot. She's hot. Now, now listen, I'm going to tell you a concern that I have with all of these casts. Mind you, she, I mean, blonde, obviously, right. Silk Spectre was brunette in the book, right. but, you know, she's hot enough that I, that, all right. Here's my concern with she all of them. Here's my concern with all of them. I think that they're all 15 years too young. Not for Silk Spectre. Well, That's not Watchmen true. takes place after these people are well retired from their careers. Well, not Silk Spectre. She was really young. And she's yeah. the daughter of. Yeah. Right. We're not going to say anything. Right. She's the daughter of the first Silk Spectre. Right. She's a, it's, it's a Black Canary character. Right. You know, so so it works okay for her because she's supposed to have been, you know, like really young. I would have liked to have seen Dog Manhattan and Ozymandias be these older guys. Yeah, at least like a Jude Law age. Well, you know? wait, so, a so you understand? Do- Dog Manhattan, you know, doesn't is right. aging. That's right. You know, so so that's not really an issue. But um, Matthew Good as Adrian Veidt as Ozymandias, he's supposed to be really young and just a pinnacle of human perfection. Um, so they should have I mean, cast me. Fine. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you, you, you got to figure okay. that that uh, like Owlman should be this, you know, middle aged, out of shape guy. Owlman. I mean, I always thought I loved the idea of Tim Robbins as Owlman. Yeah, I kind of think Tim. He kind of looks. You know what it, I mean? Tim's a, 
He's a, a little, little too, too old. I think too tall. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Or a um, or a um, John Cusack. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I kind of see Alman as being shorter, but that, maybe it doesn't matter. Right. But, you know, it's like Silk Specter should be so clearly out of his league. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know? But Alan um, Ackerman's hot, and she can actually act. So, um, did she you did you the comeback. Oh uh, yeah, the, uh, Lisa Kudrow. Did, did, and, did you hear this? Um, oh, I didn't watch that. And what about um, you saw um, the uh, Kumar? I did. Yeah, she's in that. She's the really, really hot woman who's married to the freak who you know only wants them to bang her. <laughs> oh yeah, you look at him. I remember that. Right, right. The the tow man, the, yeah. the guy with the tow truck. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, oh god, she was smoking hot. Yeah, she's smoking hot. I still, uh, yeah. She was smoking hot. Right. Put her in a brunette. I, I do like that. Yeah. Um, so did you hear the sad news about Laszlo Kovacs? I just heard it as we work. Laszlo Kovacs was a cinematographer. Um, he did Easy Rider, Paper Moon, Say Anything, uh, Shampoo, Ghostbusters. Uh, the guy is one of the most revered cinematographers yeah. in Hollywood. 74, Dying to Sleep. Definitely have to mention it just because the guy is... Yeah, he's uh, more than a legend. He was a phenomenal filmmaker. Um... So I am sorry about that one. That was, that's a lot of news, but you know that was that that one kind of surprised me uh, when I saw it today. Um, have you heard about this uh, teaser that they have for The Dark Knight? Uh, you know, I saw that it was online. I didn't. I didn't collect. Oh, it. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna watch anything because yeah. I, I want to see it. I, supposedly in front of The Simpsons. Right. Do right. you know what happens in it? I don't know. Do you want to hear it a little bit? We could talk about it. I mean, my whole thing was I, I want to see it. Right. What, what, I mean, it's a fake Harvey Dent campaign Right. I heard commercial. that they were doing that. And it goes into this, you know, vote Harvey Dent as district attorney. Right. And then it becomes, you know, it, it kind of falls apart. And you see a silhouetted person in front of a window in a dark room start this monologue. Right, and, it's and it comes. Oh, no, it comes along, and it flashes. And I wasn't gonna figure out who it was. I believe it's the Joker. Okay, but it reveals who it is. Supposedly, the monologue is incredible and just gives you chills. This is just reading a summary online, and uh, they're doing everything right, is what I'm thinking. You know, I know a lot of people that are really concerned about the you know, they all throwing too many in one movie. No. But I, I, you know, I, I love that first one. I have faith. Yeah, I'm I, not gonna be the. Oh, well, the, you know, the, the first one, the, the one, first one has bad. the first one has what three or four villains? Uh, but you, you have know, to remember. But a lot of people feel I've, I've spoken to a lot of people about this. A lot of people feel that the scarecrow is you know kind of wasted in there. Sure, but I mean, I'm just the saying that, that a, lo- a, lo- a lot. A you lot heard of the rumor about um, about the Riddler? Yeah, you know, and and how it's what's his name? Um, what's the name of the guy? The actor from the '80s. Rich guy. Oh, the actor from the eighties. No, oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I've never bagged a babe. What was the name of this guy? He was in all these. Uh, he was in all the John Hughes movies. Oh yeah, it's um, what do you call it from the Dead Zone? Exactly, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony yeah. Michael Hall. Yeah. Supposedly yeah, he's playing Edward Nigma. Mm-hmm. At least in in like a little glimpse of him at right. Arkham. You know, I'm thinking maybe you see him in Arkham. Maybe you see the Scarecrow in Arkham. You know, Arkham. Maybe you. That'd maybe, be awesome. Maybe you get like a little peppering that, of, that this, would be awesome. of this thing. I don't get worried about it. You and, know? and you know what? And, and I think it's great. Let Harvey become Two-Face in it. Let yeah. it happen. Love him and then lose him. Yeah. My my only concern really is, do you start to lose Bruce Wayne in all this? Well, I mean, there's a lot going on. You know, um, I did see Rescue Dawn. 
I haven't seen it yet. My brother and I went to see Rescue Dawn on Saturday. I, I, I think. I mean, I think it's an awesome movie. Uh, you know who really impressed me is Steve Zahn. In this, he he ends up being. Um, I, I hear I don't want to get into a full. I, mean, you know, I don't want to get into a full review, but but the movie is definitely a recommendation. Um, we got to talk about Harry Potter Seven. Okay, you read it. No, it, it was tough getting a hold of you this weekend. Well, yeah, as I told you, you know, Jonathan wanted me to go to some movies, and all that, and my attitude was really simple: getting Harry Potter, nothing else matters. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone you out there. Me at around five on Sunday. It was I finished it. Two thirty. Two thirty. Okay. It's like done. You know, look, here, here's the thing, as we all know, is you know, the spoilers are everywhere and you know, it's you read this whole series. So we gotta you know, tell you I was right not now, gonna be spoiled. We have to tell you right now that we are gonna spoil the shit out of Harry Potter seven. Right. So literally, um I'm gonna start doing this. Right. When you if you don't want to now, stop up. watching. I'm gonna now. wave my hands when you wanna put your when you wanna Bring your volume but, back But up. let's be clear These are spoilers Several days after the book came out So you know I mean We're shooting this now it Won't be up for a couple of days Just tell me right off the bat Were you satisfied with the book? Love the book Okay so it's a proper culmination of It, it is okay. You know J.K. Rowling does a really good job Of pulling stuff That subtle things That she put in all the books That pay off You know Things that you were wondering That end up really mattering uh, in the seventh book, I mean, think, even down to things like the fact that there's a reason why Harry's cloak is special, and it's actually one of the Deathly Hallows. I mean, this is—it's a big deal. It's not like anyone else's cloak. I mean, things like that really, really pay off. What, what, what uh, the is bo- the Deathly Hallow? Well, that's a big part of, of okay. what the book is about. Okay. Um, so, and it's actually funny because every one of those books, you know, other than perhaps the Sorcerer's Stone, you know, you see the title and you have no idea what the hell that title means. Right. I mean, Half Blood Prince. You know, if you've read the books before, you know what Half Blood means, but you don't know who the prince is, and that's the, the central mystery of that book: is who is the Half Blood Prince? So every one of these books has that mystery. Yeah, yeah, that's it's definitely. I mean, well, Goblet of Fire. You find it right at the beginning what the Goblet of Fire right. is, but it's the experience what the Goblet of Fire. But uh, you find out pretty early in in this book what the Deathly Hallows are, but how they actually um, contribute to the story. So you, you enjoyed life. the book Love the book It's a bloodbath yeah. now, Here's what's amazing About these books You know And, and I gotta say I got on the bandwagon A little bit later I started reading them Before the movies came out I read the first four In a week mm-hmm. uh, And then pretty Shortly after the, the fourth book Came out And then from there I've been waiting Like everybody else uh, And what really struck me Is the first book Is very much A children's book And you're seeing the world and everything. I mean, Harry's narrating, and so it's from his perspective. And it starts off, it's narrated from a kid who's just becoming 11. And she does this great job with every book. It's another year, and the perspective changes. It grows up. Pubes. Honestly, yes. Oh, wow. Well, not so much that you see or or, or hear about the pubes as much as you get a sense he's going through adolescence. As you're reading it, Notices girls, gets infatuated, um, you know, violence, and you know, and these books get bloodier and bloodier. And this one is full on war, and it's a lot of death, you know, a lot of characters that you really care about. All right, here's a big one. Happens really early on. They kill the owl. <laughs> yeah, I remember you told and, me that. And, was... and, and, and as my friend Christy said, you don't kill the dog. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, everyone I know that's read it already, we're going like, no, not the owl. Because, you know, it's funny. I mean, those of us that especially, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, who cares about people? You don't kill the faithful animal. Right. Well, she does. I mean, th- there are some deaths. In a really bad way? Thing. 
Oh, not only does he fried get... Fried chicken? The, yeah, not only does he get fried, he then gets dropped and exploded. I mean, it's just... He's just dead. I mean, you're reading really quite... Maybe he's just stunned, and then it's like, all right, see ya. Right. It's just dead. But, I mean, there's some really big action scenes. I mean, you know, at this point, we've seen these other movies, it's like, you can just imagine this stuff on the big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It, it's really fun. Uh, another big spoiler point. At the end, they jump ahead 19 years, so they very firmly establish that, yes, Voldemort's gone, that there's been They're no... gone or dead? Dead. Okay. Um, that there's been no sign of Voldemort since. You know, that's well done. I have, you know, a couple little quibbles. So there's an epilogue that they flash There's an to. epilogue 19 years later. Oh, wow. Um, am, am I saying? Am I... Am we no, fo- no. Fully spoiling? No, yeah, go for it. So, you know, they do the whole thing, as we all thought, that Harry's connected to Voldemort... And the whole idea, did Harry have to die? Apparently the plan is he had to die. So he sacrifices himself to let Voldemort kill him. Then, of course, they do. I don't want to say it's a cop-out, but it's a spiritual moment where what Voldemort really killed in killing him is he killed the part of himself that's attached to him, which actually becomes a very vital part of this whole thing in the sixth one about these horcruxes that Voldemort has split up his soul. And that unbeknownst to Voldemort, when he connected with Harry in the way he did, he made Harry one of them. So that part has to die in order for Voldemort to die so you actually think towards the end of the book that Harry really has to die and he accepts that he has to die and he's going to die he's going to sacrifice himself for all of his friends right and there's this really great twist in that I, I wouldn't do that just to let you know yeah PJ. well we know that we know that I wouldn't but, take a bullet maybe I'd take a bullet in the ass but. It, it's this really great thing though that when you, you found that earlier in the books that Harry's protection was that, was that his mother sacrificed herself it's love. It's this old magic thing that Voldemort wouldn't understand. And then Harry kind of plays possum when he comes back. Cause this whole spiritual thing with Dumbledore. And it's this great thing where, where so Voldemort... So he dies and he meets Dumbledore? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's this great thing where Voldemort is... His power is just not that effective against everyone. Because Harry's basically... He's blessed them. Right. He, he died for them even though he does come back. So there's a, is, is there a big Jesus thing in this book? Not Jesus in the sense of... I mean, it's not like a resurrection thing. Right. Um, I mean, I've heard people say that, oh, Dumbledore is so perfect and like, that he's a Jesus character. I, I don't it's think Is Harry so. a Jesus character because I don't, of this? I, I don't see Harry as a Jesus character, no. Um, it's not that kind of resurrection. But you're Jewish. So I know, because Jesus was Jewish. Okay. I'm just making sure, like, you guys killed the motherfucker. Um, you don't hate on Jesus? No, 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 no. The Romans killed Jesus. All right. Jewish Romans. Well... <laughs> I mean... Dude, I never read The Motherfucker, all right? Yeah, you should read the... the it was the Romans that killed I you. I never read The Motherfucker, well, yeah. all right? But I, but, but this is... I mean, I'm thinking Harry Potter was like the Bible. Back in the day, you know, you're living in yeah, some yeah, shack. Uh, you're up in mythology. England, you know, reading some shack. Right, somebody right. drops like, you know, 1300, somebody drops the King... Well, you read the King James? Ah, oh, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin the King James for me. Shh, I'm waiting. I'm not reading spoilers. You know? That's what I'm thinking. I hear you. Know, I hear you. Some motherfucker just wrote some. Well, shit no, but down. I mean, they do a really good job of tying a lot of stuff together. Um, I have to give my friend Christy credit for something. Uh, I had really bothered at one point. You see his parents' graves, and you mm-hmm. see how old they were, and they were only 21 when they died. And I figured, shouldn't they have been older? Like they seem like they, were, you know, from what Wise you've heard about them, people like really knew about them. But you know, I mean, BJ is only 16. Yeah, but he's got like a beard. Y- you can tell, but. But the thing is that, you know, and this idea because Snape is a contemporary, and, you know, I mean, he's so accomplished, and Lucy's Malfoy is only slightly older than him, you know, but I, mean, I think there's an idea in there that 
Voldemort had been recruiting for a long time because by the time Harry's parents were around, everyone knew who he was. He, it had been this big movement of sorts. Um, there's some really, really um, powerful stuff in there. You know, I mean, I can go on and just did, keep spoiling Ian, things. Did you cry? Did you cry reading this book? I didn't cry, but I did. I teared up. I cared about some of these characters. You know, dying. Do I need to read the Bible before I read this? I, I mean, no, no, no. Well, I, I don't know. In some ways, I feel like the Bible feels a lot more like mythology than this does. Uh, you know, you just piss off a lot of people. Well, I'm, as you said, I'm Jewish. I'm already going to hell, right? Oh, yeah. So. Is there a hell for you? Um, actually, yeah. The whole notion of it uh, and the devil comes out of a Hebrew scripture. Don't look at me, man. I'm I'm all I'm all blasphemous. Um, we were talking earlier this week about how kick ass Green Lantern is. Is the Green Lantern book what? Oh, oh, I gotta wave my book. I gotta uh, spoiler. Oh, spoilers. Come back, come back. It, it's, um, it's not like Scooby Doo. No, we're we're good. We're good. Transitioning. So at the end of Harry Potter, they <laughs> no wait a second. Here's the thing about the Green Lantern. Yes, it's a spoiler, but Jonathan's a little bit behind. So, so, so what you were saying was uh, we were talking earlier about Green Lantern. Yes, and and I and the told fact you, that you've been behind because I, 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 I read Sinestro War when I got home, yeah. and I immediately texted you. You must buy this book, the Sinestro Corpse. Yes, and and I went and got it, but I didn't read it until like a week or so later. And I immediately, like I immediately called you. Yeah, two weeks. And I and I read that, and I went into Green Lantern. I'm telling you guys right now, what I told Ian, the Green Lantern books by Jeff Johns are the, probably the best superhero books being written and being published right well, now. Which is this huge scale. I mean, what they did, and they, they've tied all this like, great classic DC history together. This and is that's what, what Johns does really this well. This is what I thought 52 was going to be. This is what I thought... Um, Sorry, guys, I'm blowing up all over the place. Yeah, check your phone while we're doing the. the uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. It's my brother. He'll be there. Um, so this is uh, the writing's tight, even for somebody like me who doesn't know that much about the DC continuity. So, so you said somebody like you. I thought you meant someone that was slow. No, just stupid. Well, ignorant, but not. No. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Right. So, uh, fifty-two. I thought it was going to give us this countdown. It's sort of giving us more of this, but. The Green Lantern books nail it. Yeah, this is so well written. The artwork has been as good as it's always been with these convinced. Well, first of all, this is a, a, a complete and total perfect sequel. That Sinestro Corps book was a perfect sequel to the Green Lantern Rebirth, Rebirth. miniseries, which I came mean, out was, about two, three years ago. And brought Hal Jordan. You can back definitely get it in trade paperback. The the story is Hal Jordan got infected by Parallax, who is this being feeds off your fears. Turned into a bad motherfucker. So well, he went. This is what's key. I mean, people know that Hal Jordan had gone bad years ago, and they ended up killing him off. But what Johns did in that book is he brought him back using a device. He basically, since they'd already gotten rid of it with the Kyle Rayner character, they explained the whole yellow impurity, which purists say, "Oh, it's great they had the impurity," but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. The Guardians can come up with this, you know, this ultimate powerful weapon, and it doesn't work on yellow. Yeah, the Green Lantern power is you can you can bring up anything. Right, but it doesn't work on yellow. It's a classic thing. So now they've explained that they imprisoned this creature within the battery, and that's the yellow impurity, and it's the embodiment of fear, and that's what Parallax was, and that Sinestro, Green Lantern's old foe, had actually used how Jordan had a connection to the battery, and he basically got inside Jordan's psyche when he was vulnerable. 
and he poisoned his psyche with the creature, with Parallax. So all the bad that the Green Lantern had done was really Parallax had taken him over. Which, you know, it was a nice way to reset it, and they were able to resurrect him and bring him back, and he's been back for a couple of years now. Now what do they do? Now they jump to Sinestro Corps, and, you know, there are a so lot Sinestro's of people... putting together his own yeah, core. Yeah, so he's creating... Yellow Lanterns. Yes. Sinestro had, years ago, gotten his own ring that was a yellow ring, so it used to be that, you know, they canceled each other out, and he'd gotten it from the Weaponers of Quard, which were these beings that from the Antimatter universe. You think it so, sounds stupid and it sucks? I did it at one point, then I read it, I think it kicks ass. It, it's unbelievable. But then they just tied all this stuff together, going back to Infinite Crisis, going back to Kyle Rayner's beginnings as a Green Lantern, mm-hmm. going back to the whole reign of the Superman and the death of Coast City, which led Hal Jordan to fall in the first place, the cyborg Superman. They've steadily been building this stuff up in the Green Lantern books. They had some backup stories with tales of the Sinestro Corps to see who these beings are. They did an Ion miniseries, which was about Kyle Rayner and what you see his and mother And now he's died. got a power battery in him. Yeah, well, they, they, would, they didn't quite explain it other than that yeah, he, he has this power. He's basically he's the torchbearer, so he's going to relight everything for the core because he's the one that brought the core back. The Green and, Lantern core. Yes, right. yes. And basically they end up tying it all together with, you know, after the Infinite Crisis, they had Superboy Prime stuck on Oa, but... They tie this whole thing together, this big reveal. First of all, it turns out in Ion, Kyle Rayner's mother died. They kidnap Kyle Rayner, and he's saying, nothing you can do can make me fear. And Snatcher's like, really? And turns around, turns around and says, you know what? Meet Despotilus. This is one of a member of my core. He's this microscopic being that can just basically kill anyone by infecting them with this virus that no one can identify. Yeah, he killed your mother. Yeah, and, it wasn't and that's cancer. Right. That's right. It was this little guy that's living right. in a He killed your mother. And that's after the fact... That your girlfriend died because you're Green Lantern. That your next two girlfriends died. And now on top of all that, we killed your mother too. And it's your fault. Okay? Now now how do you feel? And in that moment when he's feeling so such despair, he pulls Parallax out again and sticks <laughs> him to Kyle Rayner. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So now Kyle Rayner. That's one Green of those Lantern. things where you turn the page and you see... Him infected, and you're yeah. just like, this is horrible. Yeah, and it, which is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's great if you like a kick-ass and, villain right. who's and, so tied second. to your And hero. you think that's it. You figure that's it. It's done, and the book still goes on. Now Sinestro leads him down the hall, and you see all these emissaries, and basically it's who's behind all of it. How do you really pull it together? If you've been reading Countdown, mm-hmm. you see they brought the monitors back, going back to the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, and the anti-monitor is behind all of it. Right. And they're basically doing like the kneel before him kind of scene. And there you got the cyborg Superman, you got Superboy Prime, you got Sinestro, and you got the new Parallax. This all book, minions. This book made reading Countdown and Infinite Crisis worth it. Yeah. Because I thought Infinite Crisis turned into a big mess. I thought Countdown yeah. started as a big well, well, mess. I, I, I felt was like really those things good, wavered. But the ending was a little lackluster. It, it's funny that DC will make the best book. The Green Lantern series, because he's arguably not their top guy. I mean, you've got Batman, you've got Superman, you've got Wonder Woman. Well, he's not one of the big three. What's the book you're going to pick up? Right. Not Green Lantern. Green Lantern is the book that really makes those huge crossovers well, worth reading. Because it's the cosmic book. It's it everything. should be the cosmic book. It's a, it, I mean, he, he's, he's the space policeman. I mean, that's what it is. So you should I mean, see that big cosmic stuff start there. You guys know me as a Marvel zombie. You guys say that I don't, you know, don't don't do enough DC coverage. This is the best book being printed right now. Yeah, that, that book was seriously the shit. 
You I mean, text, I mean, when I get a text yeah, message from you, I know that, it's big that, too. I mean, that, I know book, it's big time. Book of the year. Wow, you gonna go that far? All right, right, All right. now. Yeah. Um, um, listen, don't get me wrong. There's some other books that blew my mind. Single issue. Yeah. I might Single have. To, I might have to be with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, look. No, I. I hey, Captain America. Oh well, man, the last page on that Captain America where he, where he's dead, where he's yeah. killed is huge. Huge book. Um, and every issue since has been great. Um, you know, um, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. What about it? Awesome. I got to tell you that I first started reading it. Are recently. you kidding me? I'm just please don't don't turn this into something. Please, I, you always do this. Don't do this, please. I mean, that's please it, hold hold on. I'll it, wait for it. It's it. been hard to get a trade, so I have the first trade. Well, I found the first trade, and I read it, and it in one mind. sitting. Blew your mind. Alan Moore before Watchmen. This is a great book. Oh, yeah. it, and it deals with all this fear stuff. Yeah, we changed everything. I can see now why. I mean, everybody gave such ballyhoo about this big Swamp Thing Alan Moore run. Yeah. Guys, this is a great book. Changed everything. The writing well, in this book. They don't know. You're just behind. But what I'm saying is. If you're, you're talking about the, a book that came out almost 25 years right. ago. Right. I got to chip the. You know, our viewers want everything. They want the old and they want the new. Right. And I'm giving you the old by saying if you're not that into superhero books. Don't be afraid of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Cool. Alan Moore's Swamp Thing is a great horror book. Oh yeah. The concepts in this book, I felt like I was watching. A re- I felt like I was watching a really good Twilight Zone episode reading this it, stuff. It's scary because you have that book, and then they did the movie, and it's like it, that movie becomes such a letdown when right. you read that book. Right, and we loved the movie as kids. But now you read because it had book. Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, I'll and her co-stars. Yes. That's right. Well, you know. Left and right, New York, booby. You know. Oh yeah, but but this was an incredibly well read, uh, written deal. In the artwork, you might think the artwork is dated. It's extremely dated, but it still supports the writing extremely well. Abby's still hot in it. Mm-hmm. I I mean, this is the way. I, I mean, I never got the appeal. You you read a bunch of interviews with old comic writers. They all love the EC timely horror stuff. Yeah, they love that stuff. They yeah. quote the tor- the horror books as getting them into comics. Mm-hmm. We came after that. We came in the midst of superheroes. We never had a big market for sure. horrors because they've all been they've all been uh, devastated from that point. This is why I can see someone jonesing well, for well, horror books. So when much. you when you look, I mean, everyone knows Alan Moore is this incredible genius, and when you really look at his career. You, you see that he really understands the history of comics and, and he's gravitated to those things that are a little bit off of you know what what's more typical mm-hmm. for American audiences I mean Swamp Thing was something he did you know that really got him noticed and right. yeah you're right he brought horror back um, I literally but, felt like I was watching well, an amazing I mean, Twilight Zone Watchmen is essentially what he did is he took all those Charlton characters I mean, most people that are familiar with the book understand that that was originally the original pitch was to take those Charlton characters and use them to tell this great dystopian tale. Right. Um, a lot of those DC to, owned, like Blue Beetle yes, and Zatanna. Exactly. Yeah, well, DC had bought up mm-hmm. these, you know, had bought this other universe, mm-hmm. and so it's it's more than a nod. I mean, they're, they're represented. Um, you know, I mean, same thing. You know, more recently, you know, where he's gone to the science heroes mm-hmm. you know, with his ABC yeah. line. And then, much more recently, he's actually done a resurgence of old uh, British comics. Right. Well, he's done those old, and he's done old pulp books yeah, with, with, say, with the with the um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right. He did these right. old. Um, so Alan Moore's something is incredible. Um, video games. 
Laura and I got a free copy of Tiger Woods Golf. Well, you jumped to video games. Dude, we, we didn't really what did you want to talk about? Well, you know, I mean, we haven't talked Dude. some comics in a while. I mean, I feel the last time I was on... Well, how much time do we have, I mean, friends? Like 10 minutes. We've got 10 minutes. So, look, you're jumping off comics. Let's well, do comics for a minute. Why? We've only got 10 more minutes. i got to do video games. We didn't even talk about the, the scroll invasion of the Marvel Universe. Oh, uh, you know Avengers. what? That scroll invasion of the Marvel Universe. Dude, you know Come what's going to happen. Yeah, the Kree scroll war over again. No, forget that. Civil War is... Tony Stark's going to turn out that he knew, and that's what this is all about. That's what the Civil that's War what, is about. How, how can you say that? That's what I think. That's your conspiracy theory? Yeah. Tony Stark sees it coming. He's a futurist. He knows something's going on. And the whole Civil War is like he doesn't know who he can trust. By doing the registration, he can figure out who is and who isn't a scroll. Oh. And he can also, he has his army You think ready. Bendis is that smart? Yeah, Bendis wrote this. Okay. Yeah. I think he's playing off it. I think that, you know, I mean, look, Miller did the original Civil War thing, but Bendis is part of the planning. I think that's where it's going. That's not a bad idea. I actually like what you just said. Tony My gets the, Tony gets the superheroes to register to find out who's a scroll and who isn't. There's a moment. What if he's a scroll? I know a lot of people saying that. I don't think so. I know people are arguing he was behind this. This broke us up. So that means scroll. And, and, and listen, that argument's in Avengers thirty two. Right. It's in there. But you know, there's a scene in Mighty Avengers when they're talking about going after the the new Avengers right. and the Renegade team. And you know, there's an exchange between Miss Marvel and him, and it's, he's like, you know, we have to do it because if we don't, they'll send someone else. It's better if we do it. And it's just, you know, there's, there's been a number of moments like that where it's Tony knows something's going on. That's what the whole new Avengers, Bendis's whole thing with Avengers has been about. There's something not right in the Marvel Universe. And in this Mighty Avengers where, where Tony Stark gets taken over by this Ultron virus. I'm still waiting to see where the hell that's going. I, I mean, doesn't How make, does this work in your magic plan? Am huh? I... Am I well, honestly, huh? I'm still waiting to see how that works since huh? he is flesh and blood. Obviously, you know, since that storyline takes place and it's, you know, over however many issues till it's done, it, it's all happening in one day, that he doesn't stay that way. Right. So. Maybe maybe he rec- maybe he doesn't recover. Maybe a scroll takes his place. Huh? I, I, I don't think Iron Man's a scroll. All right. Honestly, I'm going to be who, really, who do you really think is a scroll? Well, Here's the thing. I, don't, I highly doubt anyone that has their own book is a scroll. I mean, maybe it would be great if Marvel actually did that and had the balls to say, "Oh, he has a character bone." Is, is Scrum, Luke Cage and Jessica Drew? Uh, is Luke Cage? My opinion: it, Luke it, isn't. She is. You think she is? Yes. You think the baby is? Yes. Okay. Because they hinted that the baby may be a scroll. The, the eyes glow. Right. The end of issue thirty-one. They, they didn't touch it in issue thirty-two. So, but, yeah. um, can we do video games now? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Tiger I mean, Woods you you for the Wii. Tried it. Sorry, Scott Glosserman, one of our past guests who loves Tiger Woods. It's boring as hell. But uh, for you PlayStation fans, the PS playing golf dude, on your couch. Dude, no shit. Well, why did you think it wasn't going to be yeah, boring? Why? I think golf is boring uh, as itself. You know what's boring? What? Soccer. Okay. Have you been seeing all this coverage? We were in a restaurant yesterday, and Laura started going nuts because they're showing soccer. I was going nuts because they're showing Football? soccer. Football to many people. Dude, I don't care if Beckham's over here. We still don't care about soccer. Do you agree with me? I agree with you. Now his wife has this reality show? Uh, yeah, I don't Dude, know. Dude, send them back. Yeah, Can go, we send them back? Yeah, go back to England and bend it. <laughs> go bend it back there because we don't care. Yeah, when we see bend it, we're talking about something different. Dude, the Anaheim Ducks, one, because I think soccer is just, you know, hockey right. on grass. 
Um, when, when Jonathan we don't care, hears Ben, he's thinking about Malin yeah. Ackerman. At least later he will. Be. We don't care. Oh yeah, big time. We don't care about soccer. We don't care about hockey. You know. Yeah, what hockey? Hockey, hockey is northern off. soccer. No, but hockey, hockey almost is, took is, off, is and then they had, they, they had their little strike, and they killed it. Well, but, soccer, but it soccer's never reached soccer. that. No, hasn't happened. Um, send them back. They're annoying. You see them on these razor ads, and you're just like, dude. Yeah, don't care. You're cash in. Um, we yeah. don't. We don't have aspirations of being in Hollywood. It's like, dude, your wife has a show. Right. Don't lie to us. What about her, the new reunion tour? I heard that each one of them is going to get twenty million dollars. Oh yeah, we can't wait to Spice see the Spice Girls. Girls. Right. Um, doing another movie. Uh, the, the, you know what's great? The newest, the new PSP they've announced has TV out cable, so you can put it in your TV and you can play this portable. When you get home, you can just play it on the big screen. Uh, they've announced this for coming out in September. I'm going to get one of these things. I'm going to get this new PSP. Um, it's thinner. I've got some pictures going right now of this new PSP, but they announced it at E3. And um, for those of you guys who are big, you know, PlayStation fans, I haven't been giving you much love because. Personally, I can't afford a PS3. They don't have a whole lot of games for it. But I'm going to slowly start getting one of these things. PS3 is like 600 bucks. Yeah, and now they brought it down a little bit. They brought it down for 100, but only said they could phase out the 60 gigabyte hard drives. It's going to go right back up for the 80 gigabyte hard drives. No, yeah, it's a deal. The PSP, I'm into more because I I feel like I can take it places. I can watch movies off of it. I got my Wii, I got my my 360, I've got my DS. So you have everything but a PS3. And a PSP But now that this thing Is coming out And it's not going to be More expensive It's going to be The same price But it's nicer Mind you For anyone listening out there If Sony wants to be a sponsor He'll take one Oh absolutely I'll take a PS3 If you want me to talk about it Just saying Just saying I'm not covering PS3 yet But I'd like to Get one for VJ too Right Vij? And I mentioned it So you know You take You don't play a lot Of video games I, you know, you buy them and then you don't play them because you're reading books. I read. What is that? I watch everything. I right. mean, something has to give. There's only so many hours in a day. So speaking, I of really giving, want to play. We're gonna do forums real quick. Our forums can be found at geekscape.net/forums. The forum this week is so you got a girl pregnant, started by Deparitas, one of our our forum members, and so you got a girl pregnant. What would you name the kid? This is assuming you can have sex with the opposite sex. Uh, Joppy said Elliot after Elliot Smith. My question is, what if it's a girl? Uh, who is this? Elliot can be a girl. Elliot? Yeah. Ellie? Ellie could be a girl. There you go. Don't, don't you watch what would Scrubs? You name, what would you name yours? Have you never watched Scrubs? Be thinking about what you would name yours. Oh, I'm on Scrubs. Um, Diva Dog said Audrey, Toby, and Brent. That's nice. Uh, Otto Musk, he's been watching some, some G- BSG. Athena, Helios. Odysseus and Eos. That's that's a. So, sounds a little wrapped up in yeah. mythology. What do you? I mean, be thinking. Laura, get out of here. We're going to talk about what we would name our kids if I could not shoot blanks. Laura, she doesn't want any part of it. Get out of here. So, uh, Della Common said Nico. That's a cute name. Helen Bot said Zaphod or Moon Unit. It's fucking yeah, get, get over here. Zaphod's very cool. Zaphod, well, that's what the Zappas name their kids. Yeah, but no, no Zaphod is from history. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, there you go. Um, you don't know that? What am I? I, I you never, don't know that? Get out of here with what this. You've never read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We're talking about what you would name your kids. Have you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I don't read. All right. Unless they're pictures. But, or I write the book on my dick. Oh, uh, 
VJ, Hitchcock hitch guy? <laughs> Laura, I'm sorry. Am I the only the one? I want to hear. I want to hear from, from your viewers. Right. Am I the only one that's read Hitchcock's Guide to the Galaxy? No. Y- yes. No. no. Well, not A here. A no, In this room, yes. I think Rufus you read it. Um, I saw the movie. The movie's a, okay. So, uh, Fantastic books. What would you name your kid? Well, I gotta. I have to give you those, don't I? What would I name? What? What? What would you name your kid? Good what? name for kids. You forgot the rest of it. Yeah, I think there's more to the question. The, the forum is if you got your. If you got a if good you got a girl pregnant, pregnant or if you got pregnant, what would you name your kid? Take care of it. Well, now, <laughs> no, no, I was I say, now you're. You, you had it. you had an answer earlier. What would you name? Check number seventeen forty-five for two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> that was that is what you do. That's what you would name her kid. I like it. Check number two hundred forty-five for. Yeah. yeah. Um. I guess that would be the name for my kid too. That's well. You'll maybe. Never know. <laughs> um. A sloppy bunny. Uh, along those lines, said, "If I got a girl pregnant." I would sneak out at night and make sure she never finds me. I work with kids and I know I don't want one. They make awful noises and they cost money and I would rather spend it on something else. Good one. Sneak out at night. It's like where it's like, I lost at that. Part. It's like he's five. Yeah. It's like he's fifteen years old. What do you mean fifteen? That sounded like an eight-year-old. So we, uh, let's wrap this up, BJ. What would you name your kid? Um, you don't know. Pick a name. Pick a name, BJ. What? Gemma. Gemma's nice. That's cute. That's cute, like BJ. Gemma. What about a guy? I have no idea. But you, do you want a girl? Whatever. Whatever. Ian? What? Throw some names out here. What, what am I looking I don't want to put this out there. Maybe I want to keep my name. I uh, had a good name, but then I knew I wouldn't have a child, so I named my name Ten Dog. <laughs> that name. That's cute. That, that is true. That name was Ronin. Oh, yeah, you gave that to Nintendo. I like Ronin Daniel. Oh, that's cute. That's what I like. That's cute. Ronan, R-O-N-A-N or R-O-N-I-N? R-O-N-I-N. It, to a comic geek, it's actually important. That's huge. Because R-O-N-A-N is like Ronan the Accuser. Bad guy. I'm thinking Ronan well, not the Samurai without, so you know, yes. like... Yes, Samurai. You're the guy who reads Annihilation. Yeah. Um... No, so listen, guys. Actually, a lot of you, Annihilation I rocks. I know. It's, it, I, I heard it rocked. I'm going to pick it up and trade. Guys, I'm sorry. That's our episode. We have so much more we could talk about. We're going to have to see you next week in San Diego. Come we got on! A, we got a MySpace group. We have a MySpace group. Come MySpace.com, Geekscape.net. T-shirts, go get them at Geekscape.net. And, of course, check out our forums. Totes. Totes. Tote bags kick ass. They're $5 now. I dropped the price. My favorite purse. Surprise. Surprise. Thank you so much, Ian. We're going to see you next week. Yes, you will. I like how you're upset we hadn't talked about comics enough. Well, every time. I know. It every time. There's never enough time. Good to see you. You too? It's good to see you again. Girls in charge of our, our days, days and, and our, our nights. nights. Oh, I thought it was our days and our nights. I thought it was days, yeah. days and, I and lives. I thought it was days and nights. Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights. Right. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I didn't really watch Charles in charge all that much. I can give it